unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Raw and Unscripted with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And we do that by creating confidence. We do that by helping you have the courage, have the skills to be able to not have regrets at the end of your life. That's what I provide you guys. Unstoppable, authentic, congruent, kick-ass fucking confidence. Do things on your own terms. I could tell you so much about what it feels like to be able to be your own person, do your own thing, and it's phenomenal. So I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to these podcasts and sharing them and distributing them and anything like that that helps me. So let's just get started with today's topic, conversations, communication, relationships. Before, I've been talking a lot about mindset and kind of giving the macro overview of what it takes to have unstoppable confidence. We've talked about fears. We've talked about disappointment. We've talked about legacy. We've talked about goals. We've talked about focus and belief. We've talked about anxiety. We've talked about procrastination. We have talked about a lot of stuff, which I hope you're implementing and using. And today I'm going to take a little bit of a turn because one of the important aspects of us being successful and being unstoppable is the fact that we need people in our life to help us whether it's personally or professionally. And one of the greatest avenues for creating that bond and that trust and that way to have successful relationships is obviously through talking, communicating, right? We communicate professionally, we communicate personally, but from my experience, and for a while I was dedicated to be doing relationship coaching. And the biggest aspect of that, a lot of it was communication. And you find out we're never taught how to accurately and correctly communicate. It was actually one of my first college courses when I went to school. It was interpersonal communication, and I laughed. I was like, I'm taking a class on talking? What? Really? Why do I have to do that? I already know how to talk. I already know how to listen. What the fuck is this? Is this what school's about? But I tell you, it was one of the most important classes, one of the most effective classes for my success because I learned that I did not have it figured out. I learned that I was a shitty listener. I learned that I was a terrible communicator. And from that point forward, it might have been what got me into speaking and communicating and coaching because it really is super, super huge and important, but we don't learn it in school. We learn fucking algebra and geometry and all this other shit, but we don't even learn how to have a simple conversation. So what I'm going to be reviewing for you today is simply that. What does it take to have awesome communication? What does it take to have effective conversations? What does it take to move the needle and create stronger trust and bonds, both personally and professionally, because we've all experienced it. How many times have I heard, oh my God, I told that person and I thought they understood, but they didn't. I mean, think about it. I talked to them and they said they understood, but they didn't. Or I didn't understand a fucking word that person said. Then I'll ask them. It's so funny when people tell me, I didn't understand a word they said. And I'll simply say, did you ask them for clarification? No. How do you expect to learn? How do you expect to figure out what it is that they told you? If they're walking away from the situation thinking that you understood and you didn't take responsibility to say, hey, fuck, I didn't get it. I wasn't paying attention or you didn't say the right shit. Where is that going to lead to? What's going to happen later on down the road? So those are the types of situations that I want you to avoid. So I just want to get right into it because we've all experienced that. We've all experienced frustration, anger, resentment. Uh, we get defensive. We get reactionary when the conversations don't go the way we plan. So let's just talk about really in its simplest forms, what does it take to have a great conversation, great communication? Number one, first and foremost, is you need to think before you speak. 
Now this may sound stupid, but realistically, ask yourself, what kind of mood are you in? What kind of emotional state are you in? If you're gonna be going and talking to a coworker about something, or you wanna talk to your boss, or you wanna talk to your loved one, or you wanna talk to your kid, ask yourself, are you in the right frame of mind? If you had just gotten out of traffic or you've had a bad day or you haven't eaten or you didn't sleep very well or you got other shit on your mind, do you really think that's the best time to go have a conversation with somebody? How do you think that's gonna turn out? Paramount. I have talked to people and I'm like, just do this. Just think before you speak. Just plan what it is that you wanna say. What is the outcome you want? I mean, have you really considered when you went and talked to somebody, did you consider what the outcome is that you wanted? Or did you just think, I just wanna get what I want. I just get what I need. I'll figure it out when I get there. That poor planning is gonna create anger, resentment, disappointment, frustration, all those different things. So think about what it is that you're going to do before you speak. And ask yourself if you're being open-minded also, because if you're going to have a conversation that might involve a little bit of debate back and forth, ask yourself, am I in an open mind right now? Or am I just like, I just wanna get what I want and just move on to the next thing? Because chances are you're gonna come across that way and you're gonna make the other person feel defensive, reactionary, or they're gonna shut down, or they're just gonna purposely not give you what you want because you're being an asshole, right? How many times have you experienced that? More importantly with that, is if you're going to have a serious conversation with somebody, ask them the simple question, is now a good time? That alone, if you don't get anything out of this podcast besides that, simply asking somebody, especially if you're gonna have a serious conversation, just say, hey, how's your day going? Is now a good time? I wanna talk to you about something serious, but I wanna make sure this is good for you too. Do you have to watch their body language, which is something we're gonna be talking about, but you have to make sure they're in the right frame of mind. And if you could tell from their body language, or they say, oh yeah, now's a good time, but you could tell they're just distracted or they're frustrated or they're not their normal selves, then you need to make the determination to say, you know what? I'm gonna come back at another time because I can see you're busy or I just remember something I have to do. I have to go make a phone call. Whatever it is to get out of that situation, if you know it's not advantageous for the both of you, do not move forward. But so oftentimes we're like, I'm already here. I'm already gonna do it. I'll just take a chance and figure it out. But what happens? No, you don't get what you want or you get resentment or debate or rejection, things of that nature. So just simply ask yourself and ask them, is now a good time? That alone, I've had so many people come back to me and they're like, Chris, that was an excellent piece of advice. So simply do that. Another really instrumental piece of advice I'm going to give you now, it comes from Stephen Covey. He wrote the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of the tips that he gives in there, super, super, super important, changed the trajectory of my life. And this is something I did not grow up with because my mom didn't give a fuck about anybody else. She didn't give a fuck what you were thinking, what you wanted, who you were, your background, any of those things. She just wanted to say what she wanted to say. So when I got older and I decided to venture out on my own and I wanted to be successful, one of the big things is I had to learn was how to have a positive relationship. My mom got divorced, she was in, I mean, it, the list goes on about how, what a poor communicator and how poor she was in most relationships. She got along with some people and that was fine. So when I started digging into that, when I found Stephen Covey's seek first to understand, then be understood, huge because my mom didn't give a fuck, she just wanted you to understand her, she wanted what she wanted. And I'm sure you guys know people like that. And how does that make you feel? So Paramount, another super huge tip is seek first to understand, then to be understood. If you're talking to your boss, what is it that you expect out of this? What do you want me to do? Talking with a coworker, what are your anticipations? What are your expectations? How can I serve? Am I doing everything correctly? Because something you may be going to talking to somebody about might be as a result of something you're doing or not doing or misunderstanding. So if you go in with a mindset in all your communications and your relationships to say, hey, listen, I just wanna make sure I'm understanding what you need and if I'm providing it for you. Super huge, personally and professionally, because people are gonna go, wow, I'm not used to that. 
I mean, can you imagine if your coworker came up to you and said, you know, I just feel like I, I want to understand you better. What is it that you need from me? I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? So again, seek first to understand, then to be understood is just, is just super, super huge. But let's just get on with the next tip. Speaking versus talking. Obviously, if you're going to have a conversation with somebody, choose your words correctly. Obviously, we just said choose your emotional state correctly. Talk slower. I know that for me. When I talk super fast, people don't get it. They can't hang on. They do what I call a selective hearing disorder where they hear, you know, 35 words and actually out of all that, they heard seven. They piece those seven together and they make an assumption about what it is that I said because they don't want to ask me to repeat myself. They think they assume and they got it. Oh yeah, I got what he said. I figured it out. No problem. I'll take care of it. And then you walk away thinking the person's got it and they walk away thinking they've got it. And guess what happens? Resentment, frustration, defensiveness. You know, you're back at the drawing board again but now you're at a dirty drawing board because now you have to fucking go through it again. So just really consider the words you're using, tonality, super, super huge. Because we often don't think about what we wanna say. We don't think about the exact words we want to use. Because once a word is out there and once you say something, like you always or you never, I mean, that's a bonus tip right there. You always and you never, what does that do? That says you have to be defensive, right? You always do this or you never do that. Do not use those words. Do not use those words because that's a, that's a recipe for disaster because somebody's going to be defensive immediately because I don't always do that. But if you come across that way, then why is the person going to want to help you? Cause you're having that assumption and you're, you're not choosing your words correctly and carefully. And it takes a long time. It only takes a second to fuck a relationship up, but it takes years to fix it. True. I know this for a fact, my personal experience. Now my next tip, this is something again, they don't teach us as kids. They don't teach us in school. They don't teach us anywhere. Listening versus hearing. Now, like I said, selective hearing disorder. I've done it, I know you've done it, where you've heard somebody, man, 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 I get it, and you put some words together and you make an assumption and you walk away. That's terrible. When you're really listening, number one, don't interrupt the person when they're talking. That is huge, 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 like a fucking mountain volcano. Do not interrupt somebody, do not finish their sentence, do not think that you know where they're going, do not come back with your own argument or your own defense in something until you've heard them out. Because quite frankly, what they're about to say might totally change. They might sit there and say something where you don't think they're getting it. And then they may say, you know what, but really what I'm trying to say. And then before you say it, you interrupt them and you fuck that all up. That is terrible. Stop interrupting. Do not do that because it tells the person you don't give a fuck. And then meanwhile, in your brain, you're already thinking about your response before you're even actively listening. You're hearing, you're not listening. You've already got your words made up in your mind. Oh yeah, I know what they're going to say. Let me just show them. Let me get my point across and all that other shit. How many times have you experienced that? I fucking hate it when people interrupt me. I literally want to say, you don't give a shit what I'm saying, do you? So don't interrupt people. When you're listening, truly listen. And here's a super tip. After somebody's finished communicating something to you that's important, paraphrase back to them what they said. So Christopher, here's what I heard you say. Before I speak, I should really plan what the outcome is, what I want to do with that. You also said, you know, make sure I paraphrase, you know, just wrap it up in a bow and just say, hey, here's what I understand you're saying. Here's what I understand you're asking. Am I correct? Am I on the spot? If they didn't communicate correctly, they could say, oh no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that or I didn't say it the correct way. Or if you didn't understand it correctly, they could say, you know what, let me say it differently. That is so fucking huge. You know, I keep saying that, but these are little tidbits that were not taught. But I have done hours and hours and hours of relationship coaching and it's helped me create the life that I have. It's helped me create the success that I have. I am a director of operations. 
I have multiple people reporting to me. I had to figure out how to have awesome relationships. I could not be where I'm at today if I continued doing what my mom was doing. There's no way. So I've invested hours and years. Actually, my master's degree is in organizational management, conflict resolution, things of that nature. So what I'm saying absolutely will work in every area of your life. So don't interrupt people and don't finish someone's sentences because basically you're just saying your viewpoint is more important and that's just a recipe for disaster. The next tip is super huge, super huge. When you look at me, what is my body language? I look pissed off, closed off. 85% of all communication is body language. 85% of everything is body language. So if you're sending a text message and yeah, if it's what's for dinner, that's fine. But if you're trying to have a conversation with somebody over text, they are missing 85% of your message. They could misconstrue, they can take and infer all sorts of things from the words you're using that you're probably not choosing carefully anyway. So make sure if it's an important conversation, you're not doing it over email, you're not doing it over text, that you can actually get in front of each other. You know, the old fashioned way of actually communicating with somebody is fucking brilliant. Um, Because that way you can read somebody, you can see where they're coming from, you can see if they're being open, you can see if they're being distracted, you can tell if you're trying to have an important conversation with somebody and they're fucking reading the text while they're on the shitter, what is that going to get you? They're not going to pay attention. Maybe they're not going to reply correctly. So again, make sure body language, make sure you're giving them eye contact, make sure you remove the distractions both for yourself and them. And this is one of my biggest things that I have to work on because I'm the shiny object kind of guy. If there's somebody walking, I'll sit there and walk. I'll look at them like, oh yeah, I'm listening to you or I'll be doing something. I mean, I can multitask like a motherfucker and I can still listen to everything you're saying, but what does my body language tell that person? And I had to learn this the hard way because I was like, yep, yep. And I would paraphrase and I would do everything correctly. But their impression based on my body language was like, oh yeah, Chris didn't pay attention. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah, he heard me, but I know it wasn't important to him. So I really have to focus when somebody comes in, whether it's just a casual conversation or it's an important conversation, I have to sit down and make direct eye contact, lean in and say, okay, what is it that I can do for you? How can I help you? I'm sure you guys have all experienced that. And if you walk in and you ask somebody for a moment of their time and they say yes, but they keep moving around and keep doing something, simply just stop and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I see you're really busy right now. I can come back at another time. And like, no, 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 I'm listening. Like, no, I just, I don't feel like you actually are. And just be honest with them. Because maybe they're saying, you know what, you're right, I am busy, I got a couple things to do, can we do this tomorrow? Just that alone is going to, number one, they're gonna appreciate the fact that you stood up and you identified the situation. And then you can come back and have a positive conversation because most likely, because you did that, they're gonna be more invested to make sure that they can possibly give you what you want. Now I realize I'm giving you a lot of information here, but it's all super simple and easy to implement, but it will save you thousands of hours and aggravation and frustration, both personally and professionally again. So make sure you're making eye contact, make sure your body language is open because I mean, I can't stress that enough. And another important tip that I had to learn the hard way because I wasn't the best communicator before is what is somebody's learning style? Now there are three types that I've learned, visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. I'll tell you a story. Um, I worked with a lady, we were divided by a partition and my style at that time was more auditory. It's like, hey, Sharon, you know, can you look up 60123? You know, can you tell me how many are in stock and if we're going to be on back order? She would reply back, oh, what, what, what? what do you want? And she'd be all bitchy and I'd be sitting on the other side of the partition going, what the fuck is her problem? All I did was ask a simple question. Well, my boss sent us to couples counseling. It was actually three of us. And this was years and years and years ago. And we all kind of laughed like we're going to a conflict management seminar. Well, by lunchtime, we all sat down and had lunch and we're like, what did you get out of this? What'd you get out of this? And we realized that she was a visual person. I was an auditory person. And crazy enough, the other guy was a kinesthetic person. 
Now, the kinesthetic person is difficult for me to deal with because I'm very amped and I'm very visual. And the kinesthetic person is one of those kinds of personalities. They have to take it in. They have to digest it. They have to think about it, roll it around. Yeah, okay. And I'm the kind of person like, what's the problem? Let's just give me an answer. So that impatience and that frustration can actually cause them to react, making me not think about their answer very accurately. So just knowing what somebody's learning style is will save you lots of headaches. One of the side tips on that is that if they have a lot of stuff in their office or they have a lot of clutter, they're most likely a visual person. Now, if they're very neat and organized and everything's like put away, then chances are they're more of an auditory person. But again, you can simply ask them and just say, you know what, if I give you information or if I give you reports, do you want bar graphs and and things of that nature or do you just want me to give you the details? And like my other boss was totally a auditory person. I would bring him graphs and reports and stuff like that. All it did was just inundate his mind and he would get frustrated. He's like, no, 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 I don't want all this. Just tell me what it is that I need to know. Where in other situations, I've had bosses where I walked in and said, hey, this and like, where's the backup? Where's the proof? Can you show me? Things of that nature. So super, super important to know what somebody's learning style is because if they are something different and you're not communicating in their style, guess what? frustration, anger, resentment, disappointment. You're going to have to come back to it. And again, you can screw up a relationship in two seconds. That'll take you two years to fix. And that's my goal here is to give you these tips and this advice so that you don't do that. Because what does it do to our confidence when we can't communicate with people, when people aren't doing the things that we're asking them to? We have to take responsibility because we're the ones that want the kick-ass life. We're the ones that want the confidence. So yeah, it seems redundant to have to say back to what somebody else said. It seems redundant to say, okay, is now a good time because they should tell me if it's not a good time. Those are all assumptions and it's all bullshit. You're watching this. You're listening to this because you want to be better. You want that success. And these tips and these critical components of conversation are going to get you to that point. I swear to God, you start employing them tomorrow, you're going to see huge value out of that. Another thing I could say about the workplace is when you have a communication in person that is got a lot of details in there and there's some commitments in there and you feel like, oh yeah, we got it, you got it, cool. Let me just tell you something. Two minutes later, that person could have got some bad news, had something, forgot what you said, a different component of that. So what I do and what I recommend is you go back to your desk and you send an email. Hey Chuck, thanks a lot for meeting with me. Here are the agreements we made. Really appreciate it. Here's what I understand you need from me. Boom, boom, boom. Please reply to this and let me know if I understood everything correctly. Thanks a bunch, Chris. Just that alone, because yes, they may reply back. Yep, got it. Thanks. And later on down the road, they may misunderstand. And you say, hey, by the way, I have this email. Yeah, sure. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, uh, I didn't understand that or whatever. But at least the next time when you send it, you know, you have to back that up. So again, it's just another opportunity to make sure you're not misunderstanding, make sure you're not making assumptions and make sure that that conversation loop is truly closed, right? Maybe even follow up a few days later. Hey, man, you know, really appreciated that conversation. I'm working on these three things. That's what you wanted, right? Oh shit, you know, I totally forgot about this. Boom. It's all a part of our responsibility. It's all a part of the action we have to take in order to have super kick-ass relationships. So I'd love to hear what's working for you. What are the things that make your relationship successful? I know for me, another super important tip is when you feel like your frustration level, your anxiety level, your impatience is starting to rise in a particular conversation, give yourself an out. If your phone is on vibrate, go, oh, excuse me for a second. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I need to go take this phone call. I really apologize. Can we go ahead and continue this tomorrow morning and then get the fuck out of there or say, you know what? I'm sorry. I got to go pee real bad and go in, catch your breath, take a couple of deep breaths, come back there, reframe your mindset. Do not continue in that conversation if you feel like it's escalating because it's not going to get you anywhere. It's just going to get you. Both of you guys are going to get in the fight or flight response and it's chances are it's going to escalate. 
So don't do that. So I hope these work for you and I hope they come across very well. Again, we have to take responsibility for that. I love you guys. If you have other tips or suggestions for topics for the show, I would love to hear from you. Christopher at ChristopherRausch.com. R-A-U-S-C-H. Christopher at ChristopherRausch.com. Super tired. Um, And also make sure you're subscribing to the newsletter at ChristopherRausch.com. And if you're listening to this, I do a video portion of this as well. So this is all videotaped. You can go to the Speaking of the Heart Network from that podcast page and you can actually see the videos on this as well. So I would love and appreciate if you throw me a solid and subscribe to my iTunes account, subscribe to my YouTube channel, share this stuff, write a review for me. If you get value out of these, please just do me a solid, spend five minutes and do a couple of things that helps me promote it, helps me give validation that I know that I'm doing the right things for you guys and it just means the world to me, all right? I love you guys. Peace out. And we will talk next time coming up next. Oh yeah. By the way, I wanted to mention this. I'm going to start doing interviews in my previous radio show that I had for two and a half years, the kick-ass radio show. I interviewed a guest every single week and they gave five tips for living their kick-ass life. Those shows are still available. They're on iTunes. Again, you go to my website, go to radio show tab. All of them are right there. Two and a half years worth. But at any rate, Um, One of the things I want to get back into is interviewing people here on the Raw and Unscripted podcast and giving you guys different perspectives, different uh, historical backgrounds, different tips that'll help you truly be unstoppable. So if you have somebody in your life that has inspired you or mentored you or you find has a great story, send them my way. I would love to interview them, have them on the show and just chat them out. So we're going to be doing more of that. And with that, in a couple of weeks, you're going to see me interviewing and chatting with the owner of the Speaking to the Heart Network, Shane Schultz, who is also my producer for this podcast. We got a couple of cool ideas just to kind of riff on and just kind of have some more fun, give you some more variety in what we're doing here on the show. So again, send me an email, Christopher at ChristopherRoush.com. Until that time, stay kick-ass, stay classy. I love you guys. Keep rocking and doing what you're doing. I really appreciate everything. I love you guys. All right. Peace out. 